the Lord can be saved. But man, you don't fart in the club. It's just weird. Alright. Are we here? Are we live? Or is it Memorex? Oh my. Aaron didn't even do his hair. I didn't do mine either. I gotta do it for me. Before we before we get started, I, as you can see, no, 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 no iPad, no nothing. We are in a time crunch here, people. Time crunch. I must move this over a bit. Get my Hans Charles on. I think I'm failing at completely these days, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. Karen, what you doing? Karen is frantically tapping. We are here live. It is Thursday, which means mail and thick Thursday and podcasting. It does not mean thick Thursday. We're not getting mail. There is no thick Thursday because the boy, but we are podcasting. And we got, we got stuff today. We got three interviews. One day, Karen is frantically trying to figure out how to get us to connect when Zoom works just fine. I don't know why this company, this school in Poland does not use Zoom. Everybody in the world can use Zoom. Um, it's free. I use it for like half of my classes. And it's free. I Zoom works real well. Especially when you don't have like a lot of people on it. So we've got the interviews. What time is it, Aaron? It's 11.04. We have to keep track of the time because our interview starts at 11.30. You see I'm dressed in, in the most awesome interview attire. It's your business casual. This is my business business. Sort of. T-shirt. Button-down shirt. Shorts? Well, those don't matter on a Zoom call. Sure don't. Let you stand up. It was very funny. One of my students last night during my class on Zoom. We are not sponsored by Zoom. Um, well, we could be. The uh, he was saying how it was funny how newscasters are wearing like a shirt and a tie and a jacket, but then under the desk they're wearing. Tennis shoes and shorts yeah. and and I was like, yeah, that's that's normal. And he was like, he had never even thought about it. He just thought they were wearing suits. And I was like, no, they put that stuff on before they go on. I mean, there was a time, I think, when they even the shirt wasn't real. Like it was yeah, like yeah, a tearaway yeah, Velcro. Yeah, it, it just covered that one little area where you could see it through the jacket, and that was it. So. <laughs> It's like, nah, man. They they can pull that shit off like Velcro. Wasn't that in their movie? What? Where the 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 character they they're gonna have sex and the character grabs his clothes and just pulls and it just all falls off because it's all Velcroed. I no it was in something. Y'all know what it is. Something not Pornhub, I'm sure. No, no, no. This is not a Pornhub thing. This is a Hollywood thing. Oh my. Gosh, why you gotta be all on Pornhub? I have not. Why you gotta be watching the Pornhub like this? I have not. You know, you gearing up for your OnlyFans site now? 
happen. Everybody's got an OnlyFans site. I think. I don't think that's true. I think I I, I think everybody should. Why? Well, because OnlyFans is literally just things that you do for your fans. Oh, apparently this person tried to call me first. Call you when? At ten forty-eight, but. Why did they try to call it ten forty-eight? Because they couldn't. Skype is banned in Egypt. It absolutely is. And as part of my correspondence with this school, I mentioned that Skype was banned in Egypt and so that I would have to create an account for the other thing that they use because I'd never used it before. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to figure out what my name is on this, this app so that then they can contact us. And so he tried to call me on WhatsApp. But my sound... On my phone has literally been off since we landed in Egypt. I have not had it you on. You should probably turn it off. Meh. I mean, if people are going to call you, you should probably turn it off. Usually, I'm though, I get an alert on my watch, or on my Fitbit. And oh. I did get, like, a buzz buzz, but then it stopped really fast, and I, there was nothing there. So, so maybe they called, but it didn't really go all the way through. Right. Yeah. So, at least there's WhatsApp, and they could, you know, send a quick text but I responded to the email works. at 11 o'clock and at 11.03 I got another email from a different person saying what's your, what's your contact information for this app? Zoom works. I, that's all I'm saying. Zoom works. That should be the name of this episode. Zoom works. Zoom works. Yeah, we use it a lot. I mean, we'll use it again at, you know, at, at 1 o'clock right. and then we'll use it, you'll use it again at 5 o'clock and... Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I, Zoom works. Sponsor us, Zoom. I mean, Zoom doesn't really... I don't even know if we need a sponsorship. It's just the idea that, that Zoom works. Yeah. We need sponsorships. Don't uh, it. I'm just saying. I mean, you know. That that stack of books would you Would you pick... Would, which one would you pick? FaceTime or Zoom? FaceTime. See? I'd pick FaceTime every I'd single time. I'd rather be sponsored by Apple. Considering we've spent we, thousands and thousands and, and thousands of dollars, and we for, keep with and, Apple. and we literally use Apple products every single moment of Using our day. Them right, right now, now. <laughs> three of them. I mean, Cam two, Gimbal one is an iPhone. Yep. So I mean, come on now. iPad, iPhone, iPhone. I mean, you know, Apple. I want an Apple Watch. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. All right, what time is it? 11.08. been four minutes. <laughs> it's been <laughs> four minutes. Uh, what are we going to talk about? The thing we did this week. Oh, yes, we did a thing. We finally did a thing. We left the apartment. Isn't it amazing? We left the block. We left the apartment. Well, see, I leave the block almost every day. Okay, well, we I, I, I actually go to work, which means I go places. I, I walk through. Um, I tend not to see much. I think I found another grocery store, though. Nearby. I kept seeing people on in green shirts. No, on the other side. I don't I like kept that seeing, I kept seeing people with green shirts in the place where we were going. They had red shirts. And I was like, why am I seeing people with green shirts with carts? Where are they coming from? They're coming, they're coming from where we could see. Like, I'm not walking a different way, and I'm seeing the store now. I didn't see it before. Maybe it wasn't there before. No, it was there because I saw the guys in the green shirts. Yeah, but the store that we go to has have green Red shirts. Red shirts. No, not downstairs. No. They have green shirts. Oh, no, shirts. no, not here. That's way over there. They're not marching people's products all the way over there. There's two stores right next to them. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, 
Very interesting. Have you stopped in there yet to see if they I have, have your not. chips? I have not gone in there. I'm scared. Because, <laughs> you know, if I like it, then I'm going to keep going back. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's better not to have too many choices. Sometimes. Yes, we did a thing. We went to, what is the name of it? It was the Marriott, but what was the, the did it have House? a name? Huh? The Marriott Mina House is the place where we went. Marriott Mina House. Y'all know what this is. And we met up with uh, Tariq and his kids. Shout out to Tariq and his kids for meeting us for lunch and getting us out of the house. We ate at Pavilion, or 139 Pavilion. Looking at the pyramids for the first time. That was really cool. We saw two of them. They know Tariq. Do they? They know the sleepy. They know sleepy. The sleepy side. They know the sleepy side. Y'all know. I don't think y'all know. One of my frat brothers from uh, from Tuskegee. Zeta Five, baby. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, we hung out. Actually had beer. Heineken, and guess what? It tastes just like the malt exactly stuff the that we've been drinking here with no alcohol. Did 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 you get a buzz? Not not at uh, all. not at all. So guess I what? I don't think there was any alcohol in that beer. No, there was. I think there I was. I tasted it. Yeah, there was. It didn't taste the same. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the one who can taste it because I haven't built up a tolerance to alcohol yet. There's, a, there's, there's, no, no, tolerance. there's no tolerance. There's no tolerance. We haven't had alcohol in almost a year. No, that's not true. Are you out of your mind? I had alcohol in London, baby. Oh, I had you my did. Scotch. I had London I Scotch. Y'all remember? Had I had, but I couldn't drink much of it because I was on the blood thinner. I wasn't allowed. I had like a little bit and gave it away. It doesn't matter, man. We had it. You still had it. We had it. But it's still. You purchased it at least. Exactly. I, I purchased it. And I drank it. And I had a, a Guinness. Yep. With the little ball at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, September. October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Yeah, seven months. Okay. That's almost a year. But we had the malt. That's and y'all drink malt every day. Who drinks malt every the day? The beverages that you guys are getting, those, those sweats are malt, baby. But we don't drink them every day. Oh, y'all get hopped up on that malt. You know you do. You know you do. So, we got to see the pyramids. We got, well, we got to see two, two out of the three on the plateau. The, the little one was a little too far away it's, for us. We couldn't see it from our vantage we're at a, point. Yeah, we were at a lower angle. We're actually below the plateau. Yeah. The buses looked itty bitty in the pictures. Yeah. Um, and I took some pictures. I got them. I took them off, your, off the phone. Yeah. Which I don't really do. I that's would if, if this thing wasn't broken. But that's, that, well, you got that one right there. All you gotta do is use it. It's just sitting there. Yeah, it's I the A Train photo camera. The official A Train. Yes, photo it camera. is the official iPhone. Even 6. though you take all of your pictures on your on better, Cam Two, on your so better camera. Yes, because it's a, been a mix up in the time. There's a mix up. There's always a mix up. Because the person who is supposed to be interviewing us has eight minutes until his next lesson. Uh huh. And he said it was we're forty five minutes late. Yeah, I can't help you with that. I did not schedule this thing. 
All I I was told to attend. That that's how it works. So while she's looking that up, uh, throw it to the kick it to the roll the intro. Um, so, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess we're not having this interview. Their One time, down. Their, their time changed. Their time changed? Their time changed and ours didn't. They had, it looks like they had daylight savings and we didn't have that. Why are you so loud? Yeah. I'm sorry. She, she's, this is her normal voice. Yep. We've been telling you, you have now witnessed Karen's normal voice. That other mousy thing or that AI thing, those are just other characters that she's playing, like DMX. Her multiple personalities. Yes! Okay. <laughs> We've got to join now. We're joining now. Yeah, so. Okay. Give me a second. We're we'll be right now. back after these commercial messages. We there are no commercials. We need the books that are in there, please. And we're back. Wait a minute. Did we just do two? We did two. Oh damn! Yeah. It just hit me. We I'm still two. dressed for my 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 thing. <laughs> okay, can we get rid of this? Um. All right, so two down, one to go. Woohoo! The most important one to go. Um, <coughs> no pressure. I don't feel pressure. Honestly, not at this point. I, I, I honestly, I thought about this the other day. I feel no pressure when it comes to talking about education. Right? <laughs> it's, it's like the, it's the easy part of but the you know, thing. But you know what it comes down to? Um, if you've been teaching for a while, welcome back, everybody. If you've been teaching for a while, you kind of, you do have a philosophy of education. It's funny because you start out in your education classes with what is your philosophy of education? And you and don't of course, really have one. <laughs> right, you don't have one. And then over the course of, of learning and studying, you sort of develop one. But then over the course of working, you change. Yeah. And it's very interesting the the how you change and how, like for us, our changes are not because of any one system. It's multiple systems across multiple countries. So now I'm not talking anymore about uh, this is the way it should be in the United States because we want to prepare our students for... No, I don't care about the United States anymore. I care about an, a more internationally focused style of learning, which most people are not really thinking about unless they're, they're they have an international school. They're not... They're not diving into that world because they don't see themselves in competition with those students, when in reality, they absolutely are. Um, so what'd you think about that uh, uh, 30 to 40% thing? Explain for the people. Okay. Um, so this, this last school that we just spoke with was asking like, um, what do we think is a, a passing percentage for the students to, to have? <clears throat> and I said, you know, 75 to 80 percent. 
even though I think 75% is really low. And, no, it's not low. And Aaron's like, no, you know, 60%. No, but, no, that's not what I said. Was when we were growing up. And right. Blah, blah, blah. That's different. But I think they should be much higher. And in Poland right now, in order to pass, the students have to have 30 to 40%. 30 to 40 percent? Are you kidding me? I could sleep and get that. I would be no, a straight A student. You wouldn't have to. You, I'm sorry. No, they said passing. Yeah. Not straight A's. But passing. I would be straight A's no, at that. No, no, if, no. If 30 to 40 is no, passing. No, Getting 90 percent is still getting 90 percent. But do they, if 30 to 40 percent is passing, is that a C? Yeah, it's passing. It's it's not failing. But that it's not a C. It's a. It's not failing. Ooh, I, mean, I I literally gasped. Oh, like yeah, jaw <laughs> hanging open. Couldn't even face crack of the century. Couldn't even get it. Like, what the hell do you mean? Thirty to forty percent. Yeah, I. I. That's lower than Mexico. It's. I think the problem is that <coughs> inside of education, everybody is. They're trying to find a, they're trying to find a way to balance special special needs, um, low achieving, middle achieving, and high high achieving, all in the same room. And because they're trying to balance that out and say we want to give students the ability to matriculate out of the grade that they're in into the next one. But they're all at different levels mm -hmm. at the start, which means they are going to be all at different levels at the end. If you have one ruler, you throw away a whole bunch of people. It's kind of the idea behind No Child Left Behind. Right. The, only, I, the only issue I have with that is, that means you dumb down everything mm -hmm. so that you, you include the, the bottom most group, whatever that happens to be. The slacker, you know. <laughs> The, the weed heads or whatever. I mean, that's what you're. That's what you're doing. You're saying we're going to dumb it well, down to the, to, the, to the lowest common denominator. And I'm sorry, but that's a bad idea for every yeah, institution. Yeah. You also, when you do that, you're lowering your expectations for the high achievers, and then they get bored and they don't. They start becoming the problem. See, I don't see that. Because I, I don't see do that. It. Well, I don't do that because I guess because we. Because we've had blended classrooms for so long, right? It's part I of our don't, I don't see any like when yesterday was a perfect example. I've got one guy in there. His English is way high, but his knowledge of grammar terms is non-existent. Yeah. He doesn't know any of the grammar, but he can speak. So I'm trying to get him to kind of get an understanding of grammar and writing and mm -hmm. stuff like that. <clears throat> So then when I do my first class introduction thing and I say, okay, now ask me questions, I turn directly to him and say, you should have very difficult questions. Right. And everybody in the class kind of looked like, why is he like pointing at singling that one student out? And then I look at the rest of the students and say, look, he's got a lot of English. So that means he's got to have a different kind of question than say the rest of you that are all at level seven or whatever, right. level four or whatever. It's like you're you're not you're not really working with the same amount of information and knowledge. He's here with his conversation and you're here. 
you're just trying to make the question. Right. You know, whereas he's asking about much deeper things and I want him to do that. I do not want him to sit there and let them flounder and him just sit there and keep helping them try to make their, their questions. I want him to be thinking about how he can make his questions. Right. So we're always doing that across classrooms and stuff. Yeah, and at all age levels, really. Right. So... Yeah, she said 30 to 40 percent, and yeah, that was fun. I literally gasped. Oh no! It was not like I'm still flummoxed. How she was saying that even parents <clears throat> discourage children, their students, from from trying to um, achieve or overachieve in all subjects. It's okay. You don't have to be the best in everything. You could just, you know, not. See, this is this is where it's Which interesting. Which is weird. I don't understand. And maybe maybe it is just an American thing. Um, I always knew the term Renaissance man. Yeah. I don't, even before the movie came out. Um, and Kadeem Hardison. Good parenting. I've seen I, it. I, I, that was always <laughs> part of... The expectations of our education was you knew a lot about a lot. We were supposed to. That was what I remember my eighth grade social studies teacher saying that we are supposed to be Renaissance people. We are supposed to know a lot about a lot. But I think that's gone now. I think that is not a part of what what any educational system is looking for now. If that was the case, you don't need STEAM and STEM. That's because you would already be doing it in your education. Yeah. And we did it. it we had to do our everyday right. stuff. But like, even in middle school. So if you just start middle school, because basically elementary school, everybody's sort of doing the same thing. Right. But when you get to middle school, you were you still had to be good in science uh-huh. and math, as well as art class and Reading, writing, arithmetic, the, you know, and, the art and words. P.E. And in our middle school, I went to two different, in two different school districts, we had very similar setup where um, in like sixth or seventh grade, not only did we have to take the basic four subjects, but we had to rotate between shop class, art class, and home economics. And those were things that some of these kids who were terrible in English or terrible in science, they really excelled in, which gave them confidence now to move into a different, take that confidence forward into a different class. Because they're, especially like reading a recipe or uh, following directions to, you know, make a table, they're, they have to have that comprehension that they would get in English class. So they're tying all this stuff together in a more hands-on way. And so when I go into a classroom and I see a student struggling with that, with not being able to grasp a concept, I try to make it, I try to use that hands-on method because I watched it real time where kids were really like excelling in these classes and then moving into English class, oh yeah, I remember when I read it in this thing and now I can do it over here. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta, I, 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 
I go back and forth between thinking about education when it comes to do we just sequester everybody in their little boxes and the students go into those boxes and the teachers are, are highly motivated and they know their thing really well, but they don't, they're not able to connect it to all the other things the students are dealing with in the day, or should they all be connected? I rather like the all connected thing where I can go and talk to the math teacher or the science teacher and they can say, my students are not getting something, can uh -huh. you help with this? And it's not ESL, it's they're English speakers. They're not getting it. They're not getting well, it because it's the English that's getting in the way. That's usually the problem in math class. It's not the concept. <laughs> right, it's the understanding it's, of the words. Right. My seventh grade math teacher- How to apply them. And my seventh grade English teacher, they used to swap. So for when we would get into problem like the word problems. We would have the English teacher teach us the word problems in English class, and then we'd go into math class, and he would say, okay, tell me, break down this sentence for me, what does it mean? And we could, we understood it then. Word problems are always easy for me. It's when it's just numbers that I can't function. Because we all know I struggle just, with math. I just can't function. Give me the words, I got it. Two plus what? Two, man. Write it down. Right. <laughs> T W O. Uh huh, I can get it. But there are so many students who struggle with looking at a word problem and they get all mixed up because they were never taught that reading comprehension. Well, reading comprehension as applied to math. Yeah, and that's it, a not, it's not the same no, thing. No, it isn't the same, but like I'm saying, they would partner, the math teacher and the English teacher, or when we were in high school and the, there were chemistry things mixed with the math things that we weren't, we just weren't getting, we had the English teacher come in. Yeah, well, you were lucky in your school was ahead of its time because that's not a thing I ever Oh, heard. no, no. It was definitely ahead of its time. It's it's we something. were like the best district in the entire state. Yeah, I know, but you weren't the best district in the entire country. No, 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 no. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it was ahead of its time in the way it was thinking of how to blend the subject matters and the teachers teaching them in order to help the students learn. I didn't have that even, I didn't, I've, ne I've never had that at any level. We had phenomenal teachers. I know, but it's not about being phenomenal teachers. Somebody had to make the decision to say, this is what we want to do to educate our students. Yeah. Teachers don't make that decision. That had to be somebody above them saying, we think this is a better way to attack this and you're, you're wherever you're going to school is small enough that they can be nimble and yeah. make that kind of decision and choice and then make the change and then make it stick. Yeah, Whereas I, you know, tiny. if you're in a bigger system that has, you know, multiple high schools and middle schools and all the bureaucracy that comes with that, they, they don't, they don't necessarily, they're not really looking down that road. No. And it's only something like No Child Left Behind that then moves the ball in any direction, yeah. whether it's good or bad. Yeah. All right. Um. So, one more, one more interview to go. In my interview shirt. And my shorts, but don't tell them. Ha! Hey, man, they might. You never know. Man, 
Are you gonna put a tie on for this next one? I don't think so. Did they have ties on it during no. your first one? No. Do uh, the the owner, uh, not the owner, but the the main the number. <coughs> I don't know what to call him. He's not. I guess he's director. Okay. But he's over everything at this particular school. Yeah. The only person, the only. He's not a principal, so he's the business side director of everything. Okay. Most responsible. Um, his office is outside. Okay. Because of COVID. So he's literally sitting at a desk outside. People are walking back and forth because he's outside. All and right. he just had on a, just a regular, like, shirt, open taco meat hanging out. You know. No. Not really. Speaking of taco meat. See the second trailer for uh, Fast and Furious, dude. You should watch it. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Cause you know you can't spoil a Fast and Furious movie. They've already they've already spoiled the biggest thing in the Fast and Furious movie. Which makes you think that it's not the biggest thing. But they've already spoiled the biggest thing, the thing that anybody cared about. What is that? Telling you? Why? You can tell her. She doesn't have any context. She hasn't watched all the other ones. I, I understand, but that's why it wouldn't matter that you tell her. You want to tell her? Tell me. I ain't telling. I don't care. Exactly. You should definitely watch Fast and Furious movies. We've been That's saying that for problem. years. I've seen because you would so, two. but you would so enjoy the ones that come later because they are highly ridiculous, oh, yeah. action-packed. I mean, it's like just a, a well couple hours. Animated. Yeah, it's like a couple of hours, and I think most of it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of the hours. The in there, though, right? Yeah, but it's yeah, and it, but it's a couple of hours of literally sitting there and just watching just crazy action-packed ridiculousness with some jokes thrown in. I do. I mean, it's rock. it's really it really is. I mean, it's not. They're now making fun of the fact that they were, you know, fighting against tanks and all this. I mean, they're now starting to to uh, be self-aware of how ridiculous the entire series is. Oh, yeah. So, it, it, and it's fun. It's right. literally fun um, to, to see just, like, how ridiculous can we get now? You know what I mean? That's kind of what they're doing. It's like they're one-upping themselves now. The first, I would say the first... When when did, what's his name, die? That third one? No. Wait. Seven. No. Paul Walker? Yeah. Oh, seven. Yeah, so those, I'd say, I'd say the first seven has an arc, sort of. Because it's Paul and Dom Dom's sister. It's that. It's that. The other guys are kind of ancillary. But once he goes away, then it's just absolute mayhem. It's just, it's awesome. I mean, the special effects and all, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's just like, dang. It's like watching a Batman movie. I've never seen one of those. Which either. you should definitely see. Because they're kind of the same, but there's much more heart and feeling and tragedy and darkness and pearls. You gotta have pearls in, in there. Is this a string girl? No, seriously, you gotta have, no, no, I'm being 100% serious, is the pearls from his mother's necklace when she gets killed 
every single version of Batman has a scene of the parents getting killed being the motivation for Batman and the pearls for some reason being snapped and they bouncing around around him and he ends up getting them back and stringing them up and they become a thing that sits in somewhere in his his life in an office in a house or something that the pearls are a thing for Batman it's the reminder of his mother but yeah and it could be more for those of you that do video or do uh, comic books y'all can tell us in the comments I don't know I, I've never read it I've never really read a comic book but I'm not against comic books or graphic novels I think they're good I've read a couple I have I'm not really a comic book reader I was never really pushed in that direction I was never pushed in the direction to read for recreation which is sad we talked about that this week because it's kind of sad especially as an English teacher I read I when I was a child I read as an escape it was the, the time when my my stepdad would tell my mom to leave me alone. And so I would hurry to get through all of my schoolwork. I would do all the housework that I had to do. And then I would read as a way to escape all the other chaos in my life. And then I stopped reading when I got to probably high school and into early years of college because I just didn't have time. And then I didn't start reading again until after my back surgery. So prob I went probably from about 90, 90 at least, until 2008 without reading for pleasure. I only read for school and work. That's not bad. I mean, I went from 1972 till today. Right, but I mean, you read, but not for fun. <laughs> And now I'm, you know, 40, 48 books in. And 108 years old. Huh. So, 48 books this year. Yeah, I... And it's funny, it's kind of one of the, one of the reasons why I got into... I chose English as opposed to the other things I could have chosen. Um, was because of how irrelevant all of what we were reading was to me when I was in at Tattnall and how negative the experience was coming from the English department at that school all the way through that I didn't read. It's why I, it was never a, a good thing to me. And nothing about what I was reading was It was never, it was never a, it was never a positive experience at yeah. all, ever. And I read lots of stuff. I did read, it was just, I, it was never for, it was never for fun. And we had a time um, in middle school where we actually had to sit and read. Oh, we just, we did that in, in elementary it wasn't school. In, it wasn't in um, a class. We just had a time that we had to sit in a room and read. Mm. And... I, I read a lot. I read those. Uh, I read. I read the the, the the book I don't remember now. The one with the wings. A Wrinkle in Time. I read. Uh, I like that one. Where the Red Fern Grows. Had to read that for um, I read. Uh, 
What were those Sweet Valley High books? Oh dear God. Yes, Not I Sweet did. Valley oh, High yes, I did. I think that's where my love of series came from. Was because you could read the one and uh -huh, you just kept uh -huh. going and marching through them. Yep. And yeah, I never had one, but I read them. The girls had them. Yeah. Yeah. We had them. I wasn't able to get a girlfriend, so I just read their books. I, I remember ah, being ah. in fourth grade, and for oh, no. Christmas, my mom had gotten me this um, like this mini collection. The, when I say mini, the books were small. They were fat, but they were small. Fat and small. Like me. The name of your autobiography. <laughs> Whoa. Burn! Um, you just said like you. <laughs> I was just making it funnier. So anyway... I had, we were supposed to be reading in class, but they don't, there weren't any books that I wanted to read because it's fourth grade and all of these were baby books. But she had gotten me this collection of Charles Dickinson books. And so I remember sitting at my desk and I was reading Great Expectations and the teacher came over and she's like, what are you reading? And I said, oh, I got this for Christmas. It's Great Expectations. Have you read it? Yes, I read that at college. <laughs> and I said, it's really good, right? And she said, she starts asking me about the book and she wants me to tell her about the book because she doesn't think I understand what's going on. The next day, I'm called into the the reading teacher's office. You know, there's that lady that does no, all the... No, I don't. Uh, she helps the kids who struggle with reading. And I had to do a reading mm -hmm. assessment. No, I'm sure your school had. No, I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> if they couldn't read, they couldn't get in, right? No. Are you talking about middle school? No, I was fourth grade. Right. Okay. If you're talking about elementary, I was at a, yeah, I was at a private school. They didn't get in. There was no, there's no remedial version of private school. Well, these are the teachers, the remedial teachers. <laughs> the, but yeah, I there had was to no take, version of that in, in, in private school. I had to take this test. I didn't know what I had done. I thought maybe I needed special reading classes. So I took this test and they discovered that in fourth grade I was reading at a first year college level. Never again. So wait, wait, let me stop you right there. Cause you've said this so many times. Why the fuck do you keep reading potato chips there? Why are you not reading okay. the the uh, uncle Negro with the neck sweater and, uh, and this being your basis, like your your bottle. Reverend Negro uh, okay. with the neck Hans, sweater. Hans can say it for us. Okay, listen. The reason why I read potato chips now. Uh, no, I don't think this is a good thing. This is this is not going in a good place. Why not? Go ahead. Because reading for me is relaxation. No, it's a okay. it's an okay. escape. No. I said this last night to a friend of mine. Bluest eye is an escape. Oh no, it's not. That you see what I'm saying, people. That book was really difficult to read. Emotionally. The eyes were watching God. Oh my God. Everything by Langston. Their eyes were watching God. I I don't know if I cried. You see what I'm saying? I don't know how many times I cried. Wait, wait. what about all the new new things that are like those books? There's a lot of that out there. What about the historical fiction? I enjoy. I really enjoy historical okay, fiction. You're not reading it though. How do you know what I'm reading? Because you just said you're reading potato chips. Historical fiction is not potato chippy. Um. No, nope, not at all. You cannot put them in the same category. Historical fiction. Okay, I enjoy yeah. historical fiction, and I actually have read several of Percy, them. Percy is not historical fiction. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Like, what are you reading? Is it time for Karen's book club? <laughs> 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 I'm not 
We need a thing now, don't we? So right now I'm reading a series. Um, Better than Oprah. Right now I'm reading a series. Let's see if I can find what this. It it's called the Queen Alpha series. I read, I read, I don't even know, maybe 10 different series by this author, W.J. May. This is, um, I don't know if I want to call it historical fiction so much, but it is the time when there's kings and queens and uh, magicians in the court and, um, starting this series so I do read those types of things yeah but is medieval really historical fiction it's during the medieval time yeah but is it historical fiction well what do you consider historical fiction well doesn't do, like the stories of of King Arthur and all of those things yes they're, they're set in a particular time but they're more fantasy than history like there's no history in them even the, the characters, some people say, didn't even really exist, or they're a, an amalgamation of other of multiple other characters. Okay. So there's no real historical fiction there. There's nothing. It's not like set during Nazi Germany, where the backdrop is is real, like it's the real yeah. thing, yeah. and then the story set on top of that backdrop so like is, is not real. The the follow the stars or whatever it is. Mm. Am I talking about that? The Lois Lowry counting the stars or following the Michael stars. Lowry? Not Lowry. Michael um, Lowry? Um, What's up, bad boy? Yeah, that's that's set during Nazi Germany and and it follows this the story of this. I don't know. You tell yeah. you have to tell us, book club lady, if this is historical fiction or not. I haven't read enough of it yet. I'm only on chapter like three, I think, four. Um, I haven't really read enough of it yet to make that assessment. I would put it more in the fantasy, fictional. But I do enjoy uh, historic fiction. I really do um, enjoy it. Um, but I was talking to a friend last night who said, oh, I really should read more. Uh, and I said to her, Reading has become a way to help my mental health. But reading because, is also like, it's like a time suck. Well, it gives you a time to disconnect from all the nonsense in your life. Wait a minute, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to do a PSA for fucking reading? I'm doing a PSA for reading and mental health. Do, because... Do, do, do. Really? She, she just, my friend recently was struggling with a, a like, trolling situation online and being personally attacked. And and I said to her, why don't you turn off the thing? Well, of course. Walk away from it. Of course. And then she's like, but then I keep, I keep thinking about it. And I said, and this is where reading helps me. No, this is because where you Fast and Furious. Yes. Why are you doing a PSA for Fast and Furious? Why hey. are you doing a PSA for all reading? Because she found... And I'm, I'm cutting you off on purpose. Uh -huh. She found solace in reading. Yeah. It's Whereas I found solace in TV and film. Right. Yeah, me too. 
So I think what you're really saying is find the thing that takes you out of yes. whatever that thing is you're dealing with. Right. And for me, I couldn't do TV and film because we had one TV. That's all you need. And I didn't want to watch The Abyss 50,000 more times. That motherfucking movie is awesome. I it's a good hate movie. Man. movie. Come on, man. You, hate you can the beat abyss? on women and get them I to come back alive. It it's so awesome. And you've got a water times. tentacle water and everything. Oh, it's so awesome. It's a great movie. You got the underwater and the uncut bit. version. It's also the reason I, I won't watch Doctor Who because I've seen all of the like no, you haven't seen all 80s. Doctor There's a female who? doctor now. The, what is, is it, the 10th doctor with the super long scarf and the fro? No. What doctor is that? What is it? 10 is David Tennant. Yeah, Oh, David, Barney yeah. Crouch Jr. David yes. Tennant. Yes, he's Okay, so who's the guy with the fro? Okay, that's the guy from the 1970s. Okay, that's, I've seen yes. all of those. Those are the ones that were on when we were little. Okay, I don't want to watch Doctor Who because no, I no, was but that's, forced but no, no, to sit no, no, and no, no, watch no. that. That's a different Who. Yeah, you, 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 that, you can't compare. Different. You can't compare. You can't compare. Yeah, but even it. though, you know, I mean, I'm not telling you that you should start watching the newest ones when it comes back. Um, I'm saying just Doctor Who is Doctor Who. It's not really. There's no. There's no reason to make the connection that if I watched those in the past and I liked or didn't like them, that they inform anything of the of the present. That that. They just, the new ones are made for a modern audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and modern technology and our modern world. So, so there is that. But for me. Because I've watched a lot of the old stuff. The black and white ones. You watched them all up to no, a point. I, well, yeah, I watched them all up to a point. But the point was, I think the second Doctor or I think I watched, I watched all of the first Doctor and then the second. Doctor, I started watching him, but I don't think I got to the third Doctor in the old stuff. I have them, I just have one. Yeah, so reading was my escape. It's still my escape. Exterminate. When I, the entire reason I started reading, back reading in 2008 was because I was recovering from my back surgery and the pain was so intense and and all-consuming that I... I found that when I was reading, I didn't focus on it so much. And Fast and furious. And I could not take as many medi- med- much of the medication. You should have taken that medication. No. I didn't. Drugs. It's, drugs. And reading probably kept me drugs. from becoming addicted to them. Amen. Addiction is yummy. What? <laughs> Don't make me get up and pour your water over your head. They were giving it to you. They were prescribing it to you. That means you needed it. That is isn't not... That, isn't that how, how the medicine works? <laughs> the, the, the profession says you, you need it. They prescribe it. They give it to you. You're supposed to take it. Right? I did not need morphine and Oxycontin and Valium and all... Is it, isn't that what the whole Vicodin thing was all about? Uh, which I learned. Rush Limbaugh? Yeah. You got any, got any, got any thoughts, Rush? Oh, thoughts? Burning in hell. That's hot. Um, so... Right. A little water. Those uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure that reading has has saved me from many. Crazy. Yeah. I, I I because reading was never a thing that was enjoyable in all of my schooling. I've never read anything that that I enjoyed outside of when I was like pre 
pre-going to school and it was because I loved reading before I went to school, which is something that schools have to begin to start thinking about, that they are asking children to be, be, readers. be on the way to reading uh, in preschool and they love it and they can't put books down and they enjoy them and they look at the pictures and they look at the words and they're, they're forming language and then they get to first grade and they begin to learn to hate it. Somebody's got to address that because by the time they get to me at secondary level and they already hate reading, it's really hard to convince them to do any reading yeah. in any meaningful way. So something that's to think about of, um, all of you educators out there. That's one of the reasons why I push Epic the way I do in any new school environment we go to because for me, being such an avid reader, I don't really care, and you said this during the interview. I didn't say anything. I, I don't care I what don't they're say. reading. I just want them to read. Well, that's the and point. I but that's the point to, we're at now. But I also yeah. want them to read to enjoy it. Yeah. So when they really have, uh, when we were in Mexico, I would have epic days because we would have to schedule to get the iPads in the classroom. That sounds like it needs a music, a musical interlude. And I would epic have, days. I would have epic days, and at a certain time on these days, it, the kids would be able to read an epic. They might have one one genre. They had to read the book, and then they had to tell me about it. But then the rest of the hour or the rest of the afternoon, they could read whatever they want, and then I would be able to track it. But I would lead up to, say, Epic Day was going to be Thursday. On Monday, I would say, Thursday's Epic Day. Tuesday, Thursday's Epic Day. Be, you know, dress in your pajamas, wear something comfortable, bring a pillow, whatever, because you're going to be reading. And it would be an event. And the students were so excited that it was Epic Day. I mean, I get it. But, we, sure, but it's just not happening. And, and all the other... No, but why would it be? It's not, there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. And the importance is not, I would say it's less now. The importance is not on being good readers. Because but while a lot of places are doing lip service to critical thinking, they also are not do, putting in the work to make good readers and writers. Well, and they're also, like, they're also having their four-year-olds they're expecting that a four-year-old should it should have a reading level. A four-year-old doesn't have a reading level. They do if they assign them one. When someone tells me that their four-year-old is reading at, at age level, that means they don't read. When they're, they tell well, me maybe that- maybe that's changed. No. I just took the classes in May. The literacy classes. I just took them. No, what I'm saying is maybe at the school level, their expectations of those students have changed. Well, what in the hell is wrong with those people making those expectations when developmentally a child's brain is not capable? Well, it's kind of is capable. No, the, the, okay, it's not incapable, but it isn't developmentally ready for the majority of students. Yeah, but until the between the ages of six and eight. I know, but you're trying so to So now you're saying a four-year-old really has its own reading level. No, what I'm saying is they are pushing students 
They are pushing. So that when and they get to school. And then by the time they get preschool. to six, year, six yeah. years old, yeah. they hate reading yes. because they've been pushed, yes. pushed, pushed so much. Huh? And they're doing the same thing with math. Yep, because you got STEM and STEAM. So you've got a four-year-old STEM who are STEAM. taking math classes and English classes, or math classes and reading classes, so that the parents can say, my four-year-old can do math and my four-year-old can can read. But this is their it is detrimental to the child. To preschool to Harvard pipeline. Because there's only a certain set of parents that can afford to send their students, their children, to those kinds of schools that have those expectations. Yeah. yeah. This is not a head start, you know, expectation. This is a this is a certain one one point zero one percent of the population that is doing this, and everybody else around the world is looking at that, going, "Well, we need to get our kids up to speed yeah. too." And you know, how are they going to compete by the time they get to university or get to end of high school? How are they going to compete with anybody if they're already reading at four? My mom used to whatever. tell me that I was reading at three years old. I could read, I could write my name, I could tie my shoes. I don't know that I believe her now. Okay, but that's... Because that's, knowing what I know... It, it doesn't matter. Your mother was not necessarily an educator using the metrics of education. She was using something else. I do know Intuition, that I could read. Maybe. I do know that I could read when I started kindergarten because that was the only reason they allowed me in at four years old. Okay. Like I said. I, but still. If you were reading at four, well, then why can't other kids be reading at four? Well, you just I'm saying that the majority of children are not reading at but four. But are they not reading at four because they're not being forced to read early on? No, and that's the on. thing is uh, because I, you just said you were reading at four, Karen. Okay, are I'm you saying one, that you're a fucking genius? No. Or that you're just part of the group of kids that had parents that made that a priority? I don't think my mom made it a priority. Somebody had to. My grandmother. Somebody had to. But. Because you really didn't have a job where you went out and, go and bought books. No, my grandmother okay. bought me everything. That's what I'm saying. But. But if what. Okay, now multiply your of, grandmother across a bunch of people. But as a teacher of two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old students, out of, I don't know, a hundred kids, I might have two that can read. I, I get that, but that's not because of, you're just talking about that's what you're seeing coming into your classroom. But if they all had that kind of push back when they were born to age three and four, they would be reading by the time that you saw them. They would be doing it. It's just they're not getting that push, and that's what educators and have realized. And I don't realized. think that's true because some, if they're in a in a development center or they're in a preschool of any sort, they are getting that push. No, I don't think it's they're getting constant. it that way. Well, why did you get it? I got it because I spent time with my grandmother, and that's what she did. We right, read but that books. Wasn't, and this was not a center. This was not a school. That's what I'm saying. But my sister didn't, couldn't do it, and my brothers couldn't so do it. So you're special. See no. what I'm saying? It's either the child has the aptitude for it innately. Yes. Or they're being pushed to do it. Nature versus nurture. Which one is giving you good re good readers? Talk to me, people. Well, and that was one of the classes I took. Let's go. Let's go. Chop it up. Let's go. And, and they were all about nurture. Of and course they are, because you can't deal with nature. Right. <laughs> and I'm more of the... 
combination approach. You can nurture them all you like, but if they're naturally not ready, then they aren't ready. That's true. I don't think anybody's going to argue with you on that. But the idea that it can be taught, I mean, if it, could, if it can't be taught, then what are we all doing? Of course it can be taught. I think that, of course it can be taught, but the, the, to have an expectation that a four-year-old is going to be reading at a first grade level is fine. Is it's fine. It's psycho. a goal. No, it's a goal. But then the parents want to get pissed off when their kid can't do it. Yeah, well, that's that's just now you have to figure out why they can't do it, right? Is it nature or nurture? Is it the bad? Is it a bad teacher or is it the student wasn't ready? I'm sure that there are plenty of students that aren't ready. Plenty of boy students that are not ready. Well, exactly. And I I fell into that trap because I thought, oh, I was an early reader, reading something that I've done with the children since, you know, in the womb. They should pick it up quickly, but they didn't. And But I was getting frustrated. So I'm, I know of what I speak when I say that these parents then put these expectations on the children and then hate make the children hate reading yeah i didn't do that now if aaron puts on an audiobook to puts on an audiobook he'll listen to the entire book he won't stop he'll draw the entire time but that's also my fault yup and you didn't want to believe me on that well i use that believe but i use that same technique in my classroom yes but Reading and listening are not the same thing. They are not the same They are same not using thing. the same the same muscle the same way. Nope. So you got to kind of develop both things. You do. But our children taught me that that technique works, but it has to be used in conjunction with other things. Of course. And so I would, you know, I'll, especially for second language learners, it is really important to play something like a short audio book and have them just listen the first time. And then the second time I play it, I would ask them to draw something from the book. And then the third time I play it, I want them to listen again and then at the end, tell me what it was about. So they have to write, they have to draw, and they have to listen. And it was Erin and Keegan who taught me how to use that technique the most effectively. Okay, I don't understand your point. But they now aren't afraid of reading. You're saying afraid of. This was never about fear. And they don't this necessarily about, hate it. This is about, is it something you do for enjoyment or escape? I, I am trying in my classroom to give them positive experiences with books, not making it a task. Yeah, well, guess what? You might enjoy the task, but it's a task. I don't see it as a task. And especially today where more people are watching things and they, like, if you give somebody a choice, you can read this website or you can watch the YouTube video. Oh. On the, the exact same information. YouTube video, they'll watch They're it every go time. They're straight to the YouTube video. That, that's not, and that's why I focus way more on, there's a documentary about that, there's, uh -huh. there's a, a movie that has this in there. Um, that's why I do that. Because but, I know that's where their brain goes. It doesn't go to, oh, I'm going to sit down and read 
you know, 100 pages about this. But it's not going to do it. People don't read their manuals tool. for their things when they get them for that very reason. But I think that's a, a really critical tool because for people like you, you can read a thing. I can read a thing. And you can go and do it. Well, yeah. I can read a thing and not necessarily be able to go and do it. Because sometimes my brain doesn't work like that, especially if it's like a manual. Why are people hating on manuals, man? It's, it's manual is like the most. It's literally a recipe. I don't exactly. It's a recipe, but then sometimes if it's super technical, I can't envision what it's just, supposed to be. But now you're just talking about vocabulary. That's what makes something technical technical. Yeah, it's just but vocabulary. I, I can't envision it, so I'll read it. I might College go, educated people that can't deal with manuals. I'll read it, go take a look at the thing, and then go read it again. And then when I go to assemble or repair or whatever, I'll read step by step while I'm doing it. But if when I was younger, if I had the option to watch somebody do it and then go do it myself, I would have done it that way. Of course. Like, how do you get out of this boat? Right. I'm gonna watch the YouTube video. Terrible. Absolutely. How do you cut a star fruit? Let me go watch a YouTube video. You could always just cut. I don't know. But what if it's it wrong? It really doesn't. There is no wrong. What's the what's look, the, OCD woman? There is no wrong to cut the damn best, star fruit. What's the best way to peel a prickly pear? Yeah, but so you said the best way, not a way. See, yeah, I'm dealing with. What is a way? You can cut it any fucking way you want. Sure, and then you're gonna get prickles all over nah, your hands. Who cares if you get prickles? Man, that's what the glove's for. What you get to? What if you don't know to put a glove on? You you will once you get prickles. Yeah, because that's really not nice. I mean, come on. They even go through the gloves, so it doesn't matter. Well, but my point is. You, but then you get a little duct tape and you. You'll, pull you'll, it right you'll up. learn as soon as, you know, the shit. Goes around. All right, are you done with your book club? Yeah. W.J. May. W.J. May is the author that I'm reading this week. Your new jingle for the book club? I don't have anything else. We did. Uh, we said this before. We went to the pyramid. We saw the pyramid. We didn't go to the pyramid. Right, we didn't go. Um, Aaron seems to think he doesn't want to go to the pyramid. Uh, but we did some firsts. We had our first Uber. Yeah, that was pretty easy. We had our. We went to our first restaurant, which first was not Uber Egyptian. Egypt. These are all firsts in Egypt. This was all in the same day. First family outing. Literally the first time all four of us went and left here at the same time and went somewhere. Yeah. Was Monday. Seven months. <laughs> Seven months. We saw the pyramids, our first Heineken. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, what else, were there any other firsts from Monday? This is our first Ramadan. Ramadan is happening right now. This is the third day of Ramadan. So, let's... Uh, We've been in no Muslim country when Ramadan was happening before. We have. Yeah, we were in Malaysia. We went to Malaysia during Ramadan. You were in Malaysia. I was not. Yeah, we went to Kuala Lumpur. I was in Thailand. It's it's your first, but it's not our first. But it's it's very fun when you know two out of ten students show up and one of them is sleeping because Ramadan is just 
started. Well, um, the other Note fun. to self. Really, note to all of you. First day of Ramadan, take it off. Right. The There's another interesting part of Ramadan. So about 1, between 1 and 2 a.m., there's a guy that comes down the street banging a drum and chanting. Chant, man, chant. And the first time I was like, what is wrong with this dude? Because it was the night before Ramadan was to start. That's Monday night. Right. So then last Tuesday night. It starts at night. Right. I I didn't know. Oh. I thought it started at that first prayer. So here's the man with the drum banging and chanting down the street, shouting down the street um, at 1.30 in the morning. And then the Tuesday, same thing. And Wednesday, same thing. But on Wednesday, I decided uh, we better figure out what the heck this guy's doing. Because we're all, like, the three of us are unhappy about this guy. I'm so not hearing him. Aaron doesn't hear anything. I think I did hear him one night. You heard him last night because you had gotten up to go to the bathroom and you were like, what is that? I know I didn't. If I got up and went to the bathroom, I didn't say shit. You got up and said, what is that? Okay, I probably wasn't uh, coherent. Okay. So, um. Because I probably wasn't really asking that question. I thought I should answer it. Okay. So, apparently this man, it's his job. 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 Uh, for his community. I don't think he's getting paid. No, he's not getting paid. He's not Muslim. He's Christian. And he's a, he's. Uh, banging the drum to wake the people and the thing that he's saying is brothers and sisters get up and eat uh, basically he's reminding them to eat before the prayer so that they don't miss their time and, and have to go an entire day without eating it's something that they he's, he's being helpful why is it to get Molly while with that drum why is why is it important that it's a Christian telling the Muslims to win? I don't understand that, that. I didn't really understand. They didn't really explain it very well. Why it was important that it was a Christian uh, supporting his Muslim brothers and sisters. I didn't understand. Well, they're from the same family. They are. Um, so, but it, that was that was very clear. It said it maybe 15 times in the that I was reading. The Christian man will. And it has to be a man because women aren't allowed after ten, out of after 10 o'clock at night. So it has to be a man that does it. Unless they're out at the club. I also found it very fascinating. Because they do go out to the club. When I was doing the texting, or it's not the texting, the searching of, you know, what's going on with this dude and the drum. Um, married couples cannot kiss or hold hands or hug. They can't have any physical contact for all of Ramadan. And I found Scandalous. that I found it really strange. Like freaking all normal. I, I don't even know. I couldn't do that. I couldn't go an entire month. You could. If, you know, no, I could not. Okay. I think I think you're you're looking at this like. Something says you can't do something, and then the people actually follow it. Yeah. I think that's your problem because Ramadan is a time of fasting for all passions, but that shouldn't mean you gain weight. And they gain that's weight. So weird. 
Because they they end up eating more, right? Where's my Obama mic drop? I need that. Don't they end up eating more? <laughs> yeah. Because they, and throwing away more. They. That's what I was told. For the whole day, but then they had this giant meal at night. Oh no, they have more than one. But and then night. they're eating when that guy comes around. Yeah, but then it's at well, night no, and then they go to sleep. Well, no, that's waking up the women so the women can get up and start cooking so that they can start eating around So he is an alarm clock for Muslim women? Yeah. But also, they're eating and then Someone's they go not to right sleep. about that. A Christian man is the walking around being the alarm clock for Muslim women? Yeah, that sounds weird. But he's saying brothers and sisters get up and eat. No, but my point is... It's a, it's, she's got to it. cook it. It's all she's weird. Cook. It's all it's Ramadan. But they're going to sleep after they eat. Yeah. And then that makes you gain weight. It does. And they're and eating so much and then going to sleep. Yep. And that makes you gain even more weight. Yep. It so does. Why would you make this video? I don't know. Well, and, and my friend in the U.S., she was saying that she works with a lot of um, Muslims. And she said that one year she was really considering observing Ramadan because her one coworker always loses like 20 plus pounds during Ramadan. Well, I mean, if you did it right, right. you would lose And weight. I was like, here they gain weight. And she's like, what? No, how do they even, how, how is that possible? And so I told her, you know, they, they have this huge meal in the middle of the night and then they do the morning prayer and then they go to sleep until they have to get up to go to work or school. And then they do the thing during the day and then 6.30 comes and they have their next meal, but it's like the whole rest of the night, it's this Thanksgiving style meal, and then they go to sleep on that much food and get up and eat again in the middle of the, the, middle of the night. And it's just this cycle for a month and they gain weight. Oh, you should have seen the stores. Stores were packed to the point where you could barely walk through them. You know, like you had to turn to the side to shimmy down aisle. And it wasn't really that the selection changed. It was more just a lot of what well, they were already what they already were selling, just more of it. It's gonna be super hot this week too, and so that's even less movement with all that food. Why is there less movement? People that gotta go, gotta go. But you just had a student last night say, if it's really hot, I'm calling in. My grandmother's well, yeah, gonna die for the fourth time this yeah, year. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, no comment on. I mean, I guess it's not really any different than people saying, oh, it's bad weather or rain or it's snow and I don't want to go into work because of those conditions and finding a reason to get off. It's really not any different than that. But, you know, whatever. All right, I'm tired. Scale? Oh boy. 
you got it. <laughs> Alright, that's it. You got anything else? You got anything else? No, no, no. If you want to find the Charlie Furs, you can find us at the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere awesome podcasts are sold for free at the Traveling Fars. If you like the Instagram or the Twitters, Traveling Fars, email if you want to send something to the mommy. Travelingfars at gmail.com and the blog space, thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. Don't forget to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash thetravelingfars. And we also have our GoFundMe, The Traveling Fars. Which we need to be posting things on now that we're getting close to making a move. Yes. No, no. We're, we, no matter what, we're getting close to making a move. It's time to start um, wrangling the troops. Listen. We need your help. We're like... I mean, Space Jam 2 is about to come out. We're like Bugs Bunny. We need your help, people. Should, should someone offer us a job, you tell them we can start packing tomorrow and we can be there next okay. week. Okay, all right. I'm just telling you. I know. Yeah. It, we got to go. Plus, we, you know, we need to earn a lot more. Than $600 a month? Definitely. Definitely earn a lot more. All right, that's it. I ain't got no more. Say goodbye to people. Bye, people. Say goodbye to people. Peace! I'm tired to get up. I'm just going to leave the camera there until it, it, it runs out of space on the SD card. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just going to let it run. I'm just going to sit right here looking at it. Wait till all batteries die. All cards get filled up full of empty space of me just sitting here.